This episode of the Turf District Podcast is brought to you by the Northwest International Documentary Festival, running in cinema from May 6th to the 14th and online from May 5th to 15th. Northwest Fest is thrilled to finally be able to bring the festival back to Metro Cinema this year with an outstanding lineup of some of the year's best docs and a few fun surprises. This year's festival is a hybrid affair with over 20 films screening at Metro Cinema, including the acclaimed Nick Cave music doc, This Much I Know To Be True, along with dozens of feature and short films screening online. Award-winning filmmaker Alexandra O'Philippe will also be in town to present his Filmmaking Masterclass. This event will be open to the public and is an absolute must for anyone who's ever dreamed of making their own film. Check out the full Northwest Fest film lineup and purchase all access passes or single tickets at northwestfest.ca. That's northwestfest.ca. Enjoy the show! Time to huddle up. It's the Turf District Podcast. Turf District, where we huddle up to talk all things Edmonton Elks and the CFL. And we are a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and also a part of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I'm Andrew, and welcome into the district tonight, where I am here by myself. But I am here because we, I do want to do a quick wrap-up of Elks Draft Day. Uh, I do want to thank the Elks for inviting me out to be part of their Draft Day event last night. It was an amazing time. I uh, had some great conversations, uh, got some great information on what's coming for us as fans this year. And let me tell you, um, uh, you are all going to be super excited. Some of the announcements that are coming, uh, I am still excited about at this moment and we're 24 hours later so uh, I'm excited for that to come but boy did we have a busy week and uh, it was lots to talk about here uh, I just want to touch on a few things and we'll get into it in a, in a touch more depth with the whole gang next week uh, I also was able to talk to G. Roy Simon after we had made the first four picks uh, we did go into the trades and a little bit on the first three picks for sure and uh, hopefully we can get some more information from them as we go on so let's start with the big news and how it all started was these trades um my goodness we're not used to draft day trades or coming into the draft trades but they were busy uh starting with a trade with the hamilton tiger cats where we sent offensive lineman kyle saxlid linebacker grant mcdonald and the number two global draft pick and in return we get the number eight cfl draft pick the number 28 cfl draft pick and the number nine global draft pick and we're going to talk about where those all turned out one being a rather significant pick in the end uh for me this is a bit of a tough trade um kyle saxlid and grant mcdonald I was really impressed with them last year and I thought Saxlid was going to be a mainstay on this offensive line for quite a long time. I know that it's uh, always tough and I know they've brought in other offensive line, Canadian offensive linemen. Um, I'm curious to see how this played out. When that trade first came out, I was thinking, what is going on? That is really, really odd. And then... uh, 
draft day comes around and another trade comes that maybe explains it a little bit. We'll have to see how this goes, but a uh, bit of a tough trade for me uh, on that one. I, like I said, I was attached to Saxlid. I was hoping to see him here for many years to come, although I do think we've got some other guys that are ready to take that next, next step. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that when he hit the training camp. On trade day, before all of the excitement gets started, uh, we have another trade. And the Elks trading away the first overall pick to the Montreal Alouettes in return getting the number four CFL draft pick and the rights to offensive lineman Carter O'Donnell. Now, Carter O'Donnell is... uh, men amongst boys as far as offensive linemen are concerned. Um, He's from Edmonton. Uh, He is absolutely a standout offensive lineman. The issue at this point is that he is going to be with the Indianapolis Colts this year, and he is shooting for a spot on that line. So I don't know when we see Carter O'Donnell. Um, If I knew that Carter O'Donnell was coming right away, I, I might be a little more excited about this because then that absolutely explains the other trade um and i know with getting rid of saxlid and mcdonald we did open up a fair amount of uh, cap space so we've got cap space to spare so at first it may have thought maybe this is for carter o'donnell but from the stories that i'm hearing with him in the indianapolis colts i don't think that that's going to happen so we shall see how this pans out but at least now we have the rights to him if he is coming back to canada he is going to end up on the elks and uh, you'll hear g roy talk about him in a short bit and uh, he's got some amazing things to say about him so now let's get into a little bit of what happened with the global draft before we talk about the canadian draft The global draft, very interesting for the Elks once again. Uh, They add three guys, um, all of them kickers. Um, And we started with the ninth overall pick in the first round. Uh, We pick up Australian punter Brent Griff... Ben, I mean, Ben Griffiths. I should learn how to read properly. And uh, it's amazing for me. Um, This guy is an Australian punter, but he's 6'7", 240". How many times do we see a punter that is 6'7 and 240? Like he could double as almost an offensive lineman. That's crazy. So uh, I'm very curious to see this guy. Uh, when you're 6'7, you got to think that your legs are extremely long and that is going to make the ball sail. So that's going to be uh, really, really cool to see. Um, excited to see him in camp. Uh, next, we picked Raphael Gagli- Gaglianon? Gaglianon, I think is how you say it. I'm going to probably have to say that a few times before we go through this season. Uh, he was in round two, pick 17. Uh, he is a punter kicker as well. Uh, 5'11", 240, a little kind of more where we figure where we usually see guys not 6'7", um, but uh, he native of Sao Paulo uh, and played with the University of Wisconsin Badger. So that should be interesting to see where he comes in. Uh, obviously more of a place kicker in comparison to a punter. Uh, then in the third round with the 20th pick, uh, we picked up another punter in Corliss Waitman, who is from Germany or sorry, Belgium. I got that wrong. Uh, He played college ball at South Alabama uh, from 2014 to 2018 and spent the last two years in the NFL. Uh, Now he's 6'2 and 210, so he's got some length on him as well. Uh, Again, a guy that we'll see what happens uh, if they're even coming up to camp at this point or where where that lands, but uh, some interesting picks and and lots of kickers. Um, We did know that obviously we have our place kicker in place with Sergio. But uh, who is going to be that punter? 
And these are guys that can come in and challenge for that position. So that should be rather interesting. Uh, let's get into now our draft. Uh, before we get into the picks, um, I did get the invite to go to the event. And the event, I, I got there and they walked me down into the locker room to watch the draft. And uh, that was the start of my feeling of, you know, they're, they're doing everything right as of late. And this was just another step. Um, not, not much better place to stand around with a bunch of other Elks fans and watch the draft. Uh, in that time, I was able to, you know, talk with Nick Peltier. I was able to talk to David Beard. I was able to talk to Cole Nelson. That was the first time I talked to Cole Nelson. Um, great dude. Uh, as, as is Beard, of course. We had a, a really good chat and some really good laughs. So that was amazing. Um, I did get to catch up with Victor Kui in person. And uh, it did make me laugh because he, when I shook my hand he thought you could sense there was that I know I know you but where do I I'm like Andrew from the turf district and he's like oh right and he put his arms up on either side of my head and made it look like a little box and he goes now I recognize you and uh, then did that with one of my pictures later in the night so um, very very funny guy and uh, just the passion um, we, we thought it was good when we had him on the podcast when you meet him in person it's even more so. So uh, very, very cool to have that. Now let's get into the important part of the picks. Uh, starting with now, we were picking fourth overall instead of in first. And with that pick, uh, we picked linebacker Enoch McConzo. Uh, 5'11", 195, um, playing at, now where was he playing again? I just need to look. He was playing at Coastal Carolina University. Um, and they're saying this guy just as versatile, could likely play in any spot in that secondary, possibly even at that Will or Sam position, which one of the things that got pointed out to me last night is with the hash marks moving in, the Will and Sam linebacker might end up being more of the same kind of body type. And I hadn't thought of that before, but absolutely it makes sense. So this guy can play in a number of different positions. They saw a lot of versatility and flexibility with him. And uh, I, I, a great athlete. And we all know those are the guys that Jonesy wants. And so as we got to this, um, I was upset at first because I thought Tyrell Richards was such a good ad, but it sounds like this is, same type of ad it might just be on the back end instead of the front end of the defense so that that's very good then we get to pick eight and i know for me um it was very interesting because i wasn't sure how that was going to play out I, I was thinking okay we're in the eighth pick overall there's still lots of guys left now's the time that we're going to get a guy like Rodeem Brown out of the U of A, right? Like he dominated in the combine. We're going to, we're going to see some of these, the, the big names that we expected to see are going to come at this point. Now there was a bit of a chatter in the, in the dressing room of, well, do you think that they're going to go for a quarterback? Do you think that they might actually take the shot? And they did. Uh, selecting Trey Ford, uh, 6'1", 185, uh, played for the Warriors last year, uh, Waterloo. And he has, uh, and G-Roy will say it again, but he's a pure athlete. And um, 
it makes history, really, picking a, a quarterback in the first round. We haven't seen that forever in a Canadian quarterback. So now, if he does get up here, he does have a couple of mini camps in the NFL. I did tweet out that he had a, a camp invite, so I didn't think that we would see him up here. Uh, then I was corrected that that was it's actually mini camp invites that he has. So he still could be in our training camp before it finishes here at the end of May. So that's kind of exciting to know that we might have a guy like that coming into the roster. Uh, it's, there was a lot of excitement surrounding Trey Ford. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens when he gets on the field. Uh, although David Beard and I did have a great Great laugh over the fact that now that brings us up to eight quarterbacks on the roster. Um, I mean, I've seen the joke. I think it was Mike and Chantel that both said, why don't we just go for 12 and just have 12 quarterbacks on the field and say hut and anybody can throw it. That would might be interesting, but I, I appreciate that joke. Um, so up to eight, we pick Trey Ford. Um, great pick. Get through the second round. Uh, one of the best conversations I had with uh, Mike in the night, although there was some great uh, laughs, was, okay, only one pick left, the 18th pick. Montreal, all you have to do is not pick Rodim Brown. And they picked Rodim Brown. So uh, that left us, I thought we might be able to get him in our uh, territorial pick. And yeah, well, not there anymore. So with the territorial pick coming out of the Calgary Dinos of living from Red Deer, uh, Jacob Plamondon, who is a defensive lineman. Now he was an offensive lineman that switched to a defensive lineman. Um, four seasons with the Dinos, uh, 6'3", 230, uh, development guy. Uh, but you'll hear GY talk about how he could play on the teams right away. Um, before we get into the rest of the picks, let's actually get to that conversation with G-Roy. You'll be able to hear our good friend Dave Campbell and myself as we talk to G-Roy about the first few picks. Well, how would you uh, rate the day so far, or the night so far? I know you got some work to do. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been good. It's been good. Our guys, you know, we, we put a lot of work into, you know, uh, researching these guys. We got in front of almost all of them, um, you know, saw them work, saw them put in put in the action and you know we're like I said we, st we still got work to do but we're happy to, up to this point with Tyrell Richards there's a lot of talk about him at, at one seemed to be the consensus pick you trade down to four do you feel like you get a similar type player with uh, with McConzo yeah with with McConzo he's a tough physical hard-nosed player um, we felt that you know he fits in what we're doing he's, he's very versatile he comes in, he's a four-teamer from day one, and then he has an opportunity to get on the, on the field on defense. So um, we felt a little stronger about, about uh, McConzo as, as we did research, and um, we, we were happy with, um, with, with, you know, we knew it was a gamble to move back, but we felt, we felt confident moving back. Tell us about the pick of Trey Ford, uh, number eight, uh, Canadian quarterback, one in the first round. Tell us uh, what's going on. The one thing we, we pride ourselves on is is having a fast a fast team that's that's versatile again. You know, Trey is he's he's a dynamic player. He's he's we we went to the comp, we went to the pro day at the University of Buffalo. He was the best athlete there. He threw the ball extremely well. Um, he's had great success at Waterloo. He can bring a number of different elements to our team. Um, starting at quarterback, but then you know if 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 you know we have a chance to move him to, to other positions, um, if 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 it um, warrants it, but we feel comfortable with him. Like I said, he he's 
probably the best athlete in the draft, um, and we're, we're happy about about getting him. You drafted uh, Nathan Rourke with the Lions in the <laughs> second round in twenty, right? Yep. So. The stock of Canadian quarterbacks is it is it rising in your opinion? It's getting better. I mean, you, if you you can see the development not only from the grassroots level but from coaching and and you know you, you, the kids starting playing football at a, at an early age, coaches are getting you know more experience and, and more knowledgeable. So the talent's going to be bit, because the talent's always been here. Mm-hmm. It's talent's just it's it's not playing hockey and, and on on the ice or playing soccer. It's on football fields, and what's that's what we want uh, in in this country. Um, did the rule changes, which came in last week, did that kind of <laughs> shift the thinking of of the athlete that you wanted to draft? Like, did that kind of alter things a bit? Exactly. You know, we know Chris Jones's motto: yeah. we want length, we want athletes, we want guys who can run, who's who are fast. Um, you know, with Makonzo, he can cover. He can cover ground. He, he's mm-hmm. physical. He can he can blitz off the edge. With Trey Ford, he's fast. He's explosive. Um, put him in. Put him in open space. He's gonna make. He's gonna make guys miss. Yeah. Okay. Um, tell us a little bit about the trade that uh, got you know which one? Uh, the, I know, I know. I feel like we're all swimming in. Yeah, uh, tell us about them all. No, but I, I really want to know the one with uh, with Cardo O'Donnell and 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 then uh, the other trade with Kyle Saxley going to Tampa. Well, you know, when when you have an opportunity to get a player like Carter O'Donnell, if he were in this draft. He'd be the number one pick. Absolutely. If he was in the draft for the next ten years, he's probably going to be the or the last ten years. He'd be the number one pick. So it's a no brainer. He's from he's from Edmonton. He's you know he's 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 a great player. If we have an opportunity to get him, he's going to play for us for ten years, right? Wherever he decides to play. So um, we felt we felt strongly about that. Like I said, we felt comfortable moving back because when we continue to do. Um, background checks and, and get information up until we made the, we made the trade. We felt comfortable with Enoch um, that we'd, we'd have an opportunity to get him. Um, and then, you know, the, the trade with Kyle and, um, and, and um, Grant. Grant McDonald, yeah. you know, again, we felt like we, we could, um, we can, we can get um, a more versatile player, um, those those players are, are very good, mm-hmm. and and they're going to have great careers. But we we felt that um, we can we can be more versatile, and you know we felt comfortable at the offensive line to to trade uh, Kyle because you know you don't trade offensive line unless you feel comfortable. So yeah. seeing our guys walk around um, doing the background checks from from years past, we felt comfortable with our, with our offensive line. Okay, kind of an interesting first round or maybe mm-hmm. first couple rounds because yep. in years past <laughs> you'd see a lot you know a, a few more Canadian players get NFL shots mm-hmm. or sign NFL yep. rookie camp deals not as much this time around. I know Trey's got a few opportunities yep. um, and, and I mean mock drafts are mock drafts I mean mm-hmm. it's a thankless job because no one <laughs> has no idea what's on your board or <laughs> yeah. any other team yeah. but it just seemed like it was a very all over the place first round. How would you describe it as being a part of the field? It's 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 this year's been different because um, if you look back the COVID year, it kind of screwed the draft up. You know, with mm-hmm. players deferring, uh, player players getting drafted last year. So it's gonna be it's it's gonna be like this for like the next couple of years. Just mm-hmm. you know, with us catching up from COVID. Um, but this is how the draft should be. Offensive linemen are usually overdrafted. So mm-hmm. this is how. Off, this is how the draft should normally go. The best players go when they when they should go. Yeah, and 
looking on the field and they go, oh, wow, a dynamic quarterback. Exactly. And a dynamic <laughs> exactly. Linebacker, DB, or wherever the heck you're going to put them. For sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> cool. Uh, tell us a little bit, too, about the territorial pick. Um, just coming out, out of Red Deer, obviously, is where he lives, but playing at a Calgary. You know, Jacob, he's a, he's a big physical guy. Um, he, he's going to have to develop as a defensive end, but... You know he has a he has the body type of a special teamer. Um, his his short area quickness is elite. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at his his short shuttle numbers, his three cone numbers, you don't know you don't see six three two forty. But you know he his numbers are, are very very good for 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 his position that he plays and the size that he is. Um, like I said, there's going to be some development that needs to happen. But um, you know he he's a special teams body type that's going to have a, have an opportunity. Awesome, and you're yeah, I mean. You don't usually see um, draft day trades in the <laughs> CFL, but here you guys are really busy. Um, I know there's lots of work left to do in, in the draft, and, and uh, you've got lots of work, obviously, coming yeah. up to training camp. For sure. I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, not having a second-round pick, you know, you have to make up for that, especially when you're trying to turn over a roster. Um, we felt that some guys will, will be available in the second round. Obviously, we didn't get there, but we got the eighth pick, so which that basically was our second-round pick. Um, you know, we went. You know, from from the time we left the combine, we were working the phones, and and that that work paid off. Yeah, absolutely. Great job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thanks, George. Thanks, guys. All right, getting back into some of the other picks that came uh, after that, uh, the the final few rounds. Went a little faster, for sure. <laughs> there was a lot more flying around. Uh, so we did have a, a pick 21 uh, in round three, and we picked offensive lineman Mark David Bienemy. And as uh, Mike said, the uh, double hyphen, which you don't see very often, um, this guy is huge, 6'5 and 350. Now that's an offensive lineman. On the other hand, it's not terribly far off that global kicker. Anyway, uh, let's just go with uh, that's an interesting project, and maybe that's a guy uh, which I've seen a few times is uh, could be uh, quite a steal for us. In the third round as well, we also got to pick number 28th, and we picked a long snapper, uh, Peter Ajay, or as Mike said, Peter, don't call me Nate Ajay. Um, different spelling, so they're not related. Uh, he is coming from Queens University, and uh, we are looking for long snappers at this point, so that guy has a really good shot uh, as he gets into training camp for sure. Round four, uh, we had the 30th overall pick. This is one of the guys that I am hearing could be the steal of the draft. Wide receiver Gavin Cobb, uh, who's coming to us from the Manitoba Bisons. 5'10", 170, guy's got speed. Um, And he can not only do uh, receiving, but he was also a returner. So there could be some uh, speed coming out of that. And that's a great thing to have to to look at. Um, And he actually shared the win in the vertical jump at the combine. So um, excited to see more of what he can bring. Um, I think there's a couple of different options there that they can go with. Moving on to round five. Round five, we had pick 39, and we picked up Wesley Apollon. Um, in 2021, he recorded 61 tackles. He's a linebacker. He's 6'4", 225. That's a pretty lengthy size, just like Jones likes him. So uh, that should be very interesting to see him come in. Uh, and his, I'm going to assume, brother was picked by Ottawa directly after him. 
Round six, pick 48, we pick another defensive back. So now we're trying to see if we can have as many defensive backs as we have quarterbacks. Uh, Jeremy Dominique, uh, and he's coming out of the University of Charleston. Uh, he did rack up 40 tackles and six tackles for a loss. So he's got some speed as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. He was ranked 17th uh, best recruit in the nation by Canada Football Chat, and that was back in 2017. In round seven, pick 57, we pick up Jean-Paul Simonkinda. And Simonkinda is going to be a fun name to use in the podcast, I'm quite sure. Uh, he is a running back, uh, 6'1", 225. Um, now, that could be also one of those guys where Jones looks at that guy and says, well, maybe you're a fullback or maybe you're a uh, linebacker. 6'1", <laughs> 225. You never know. Uh, so... Uh, he did play with the Ottawa GGs in 2021. And then in round eight in pick 66, we wrap up the draft with Nate Edwards, another linebacker, 6'2", 237. Uh, he was in McMaster in 2017, and he played six games last season for the Marauders. So fairly interesting draft, absolutely. Um I guess the, the biggest thing for me is, is McConzo and Ford. Um, I'm very curious to see how they look uh, in camp, especially if Ford gets there before the end of camp. Uh, and then the other guy that is really kind of standing out to me um, is uh, Mark David Bianami. And a, a guy that's got that kind of size um, and has great uh, three-cone time, uh, I'm excited to see what that guy can do. So... Interesting and fun day for the Elks. Um, for fans, it was amazing uh, being able to be in there and hear more of what's to come. Uh, I know there's some big announcements coming this week, so make sure you're tuning in to everything Elks. And uh, we, of course, will be retweeting as we go. We are going to be back as usual uh, next Monday night, and uh, our hope is that we will be getting one of these draft picks on to chat with them a little bit. Uh, we'll break down a little more of the draft with the rest of the gang, and of course we'll uh, go into whatever else news happens to come. Uh, and on that Monday, like we're, we're less than a week from camp. It, it, it's so exciting, and, and rookie camp opening on the 11th. Um, we're right around the corner, people. It's, this is exciting, so uh, make sure you're tuning in. This episode was also brought to you by Park Power, your friendly locals utility provider in Alberta. They're offering internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. In Alberta, you get to choose who to buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. Park Power has low overhead, which in turn allows them to offer low competitive rates. Reach out for a no-obligation comparison by emailing estimates at parkpower.ca. If you decide to switch, it's easy. It's really just a change to your billing, and you can feel good knowing you are helping to give back to your communities with your utilities bills. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, check out all of the great shows at the Alberta Podcast Network. You can find those at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Follow all of the great people on this show. You can follow Superfan Mike at 56 Parkies and The History at E-D-M-H-I-S-T-O-R-E-E. You can also follow Commissioner Kayla at Duchess Lombardi and follow me at Freepalicious. Follow the Turf District. You can follow us at the Turf District, and that is on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, whichever one you want. 
follow us there uh, and make sure you're joining the YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Uh, we've crossed over the 125 uh, subscriber mark. So jump in there. Join us on Monday night on the live show. You can throw in your questions in the comments and we'll chat about it and we'll chat about it with our guest and then we'll continue on in overtime after we're done recording the show. So join us wherever you can spread the word where you can. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, before I go, I do want to send a really big thank you to Pay It Forward with Football. Uh, the bowling event was amazing, and uh, I highly recommend you follow their stuff. They're doing great things to spread kindness, and that's the message we need in this day and time. So uh, it's it was an amazing time, and I'm looking forward to the next one. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. For Superfan Mike and Commissioner Kayla, I'm Andrew. Remember, you can't catch footballs with your face, and we will absolutely... Talk to you in a couple of days. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.